Welcome to Embrace Live Thrive, a podcast to encourage women that depression and anxiety are not normal parts of motherhood. To realize that taking care of yourself is important and you, mom, are worthy of care, and that is the best way to care for your family. Join me as we talk through issues in mental, social, nutritional, physical health, and so much more. Now is the time to start talking and admit that motherhood is the hardest thing we have ever done, but also the most rewarding. I hope you were able to listen as I tell you that it is okay to not be okay, but what is not okay is to stay there. I hope to equip you with tools, tips, resources to help get you through some of life's most exhausting moments. And at the end of the day, realize that you are the best mom out there for your family. Hey guys, it's Dr. Sarah Meyer. And today, one of my good friends, Ashley McVeigh, comes on the podcast and shares about her journey with postpartum depression and anxiety. She started with the excitement of having her first child. And it was after she delivered, she began experiencing anxiety. But it was after getting pregnant quickly with her second daughter that she fell into a deep depression. Ashley reminds us that in those hardest moments, we have to remember to show ourselves grace and ask for help. Ashley and I have a great conversation about taking the time to build your tribe and putting support systems in place so that when you are struggling, you have your people there and ready. Ashley also talks about the inspiration for her opening her collective, Hazel and Blues Boutique. This was recorded back in December and her shop has been open for over three months now, not just the three weeks that she mentioned during the interview. It is such a beautiful warm, inviting place that you can't help but love the moment you walk in. So please, please go check out her space at 890 Noust Road in Cottleville. Jenna felt like participating in this interview, so you're going to hear some baby sounds. She was informed that not everything is about her, and her cute self was uninvited from any further recordings. Please listen and be inspired, encouraged, and know that in those heavy moments, there is a way out but you have to start by talking. Let's listen in. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining today. I am super excited about this interview. It's one of my really good friends. We have been connected through mom's groups and I'm really excited for her just to come on and share her story and learn about what helped her and then also what inspired her to start her own boutique. Ashley, if you would take a second and just introduce yourself, we'll get going. Absolutely. So my name is Ashley McVeigh. I am the owner of Hazel and Blue's Boutique. We have been open now for three weeks and one day. Yay! It's so cool. It's beautiful. <laughs> if you're in the area, go check Thank it out. You. Yes, please come visit us. But the process has been a much, a much longer uh, journey than that. I am a mother of three kiddos. I have Claire, who's five, Elise, who's four, and Jack, who is two. And then I'm married to John, who is wonderful and amazing Aww. as well and supportive. Yeah. yeah. And her second daughter gave me such bad baby fever. I remember <laughs> she was so stinking cute. I'm pretty sure that's how James was inspired. Because <laughs> I was like, I need another one. <laughs> okay. Let's go back to when you started having children. Tell us about your story of walking into motherhood and then realizing the struggles that you were having with your own mental health. Sure. So backing up, even before I had children, I always Mm -hmm. had, I think, some anxiety and probably not dealt with in the right way. But when John and I got married, we pretty quickly immediately started um, trying to have children. And it took 
a good year to conceive with Claire and that was mm -hmm. after some fertility treatment. I remember at our first house just sitting in the room that we were going to put Claire in before I was even pregnant and just wishing and praying that I would be so lucky as to have a child and fill that home because, wow. you know, once you get to like eight or nine months and you're trying, you're, you're ready and you're, you're kind yeah. of free. I know women go through like much longer struggles, but yeah. anyways, got pregnant with Claire, had Claire, was under the impression that I should be just the happiest, most grateful yeah. mom in the entire world. And yeah. the sinking isolation, loneliness, feelings of not being worthy to take care of this child and the just the overwhelming weight of how I was going to manage this yeah <laughs> kind of took over yeah. and I think also like going from working to then stay-at-home mom and it didn't help that we lived in the we lived in St. Louis and my family was out in St. Charles and friends which is it's a 45 minute drive so mm -hmm. it's not just like I'm gonna stop home on the way I'm pop over yeah. yeah I think that I was kind of in denial about how much postpartum I genuinely had mm -hmm. after Claire. And I think it went undiagnosed for and literally until I got pregnant with Elise. Right. But it was a really hard time. And it, I realize now looking back that the things that I were, was doing weren't okay. Yeah. You know, like the inability to put her baby monitor down, mm -hmm. just staring at it, looking for yeah. her to breathe. Like I, I, I can remember the first time I actually took a shower mm -hmm. Which she was six months old. Wow. Like, I mean, I, I had a shower. Right, but <laughs> like, without... But I mean, like, without anybody else in the house watching her. Uh-huh. Like, I put her in her little pumpkin seat. And maybe she was three months old. Six months sounds old. She's in her pumpkin seat. Three months old. Yeah. <laughs> and taking a Long shower time. for the first time. And just standing in the shower, you know, washing my hair, staring through the glass at her. Yeah. Like something terrible is going to happen. Going to Target for the first time without her and almost having a panic attack. Like... These were things that you just kind of brush off as like, well, I'm a new mom and I'm yeah. stressed and all the things. But the the things that I was feeling and doing were not mm -hmm. nor normal. Right. So what what was the breaking point that made you realize, okay, I I need to take steps to help myself and to help my family? Yeah. When I got pregnant with Elise, um, <laughs> I quickly, we got pregnant with Elise like in the blink of an eye, mm -hmm. which was wonderful. But I quickly fell into depression, mm -hmm. like not being able to find joy wow. in life or yeah. anything when I, you know, kind of stepping back, had a wonderful life. And mm -hmm. it, it was, I had a wonderful husband, good family and friends and like all the things. And, yeah. but I think part of it was probably PTSD. Yeah. So some post-traumatic stress going on my body and my psyche remembering what it was like with Claire before. Right. So kind of throwing me into that, oh, like, oh my gosh, are you, can you really do this again? Yeah. But I was pretty incapable of, of managing. Mm -hmm. I was sort of on the couch constantly with no desire to do anything. I yeah. was in a pretty dark place. Yeah. So I kind of went on autopilot and put things in place. I went to a counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, that I had gone to years before, and she gotcha. was wonderful and lovely, but I needed somebody that specialized a little bit more in what I was going through. Right. So I found a woman who was incredible. Her name is Sarah Kaufman, and she counseled. Her specialty was women who are struggling with perinatal mood disorder, gotcha. postpartum, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I went to her, and I also joined a woman's empowerment group that she yeah. led awesome. that was wonderful. I found mops. So when I came to mops pregnant, I'm not kidding when I say I was sitting in that room, like feeling like I was a shell looking out, yeah. like 
I'm here. I know I need to be here, but right. I feel like I can't connect. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not real. Like, I mean, I just, yes, it was just out of body stuff. Like, am I ever going to be okay again? Yeah. That was probably the biggest wake up call was when I sort of was like, I, I can't go on like yeah. this. This isn't healthy for anybody. You know, yeah. John and I were struggling because yes, it was not what you anticipate. It's not what you mm-hmm. dream of when you're like, I'm going to get married and have kids. And oh, absolutely. Great. No. I found Sarah. I and she sent me to a um, psychiatrist who also worked with women with postpartum perinatal uh-huh. mood disorder. And that was when I was diagnosed with perinatal mood disorder, which is basically just you're pregnant and you're depressed right. and anxious and stuff. Right. You've had the baby. So right. started on some different medication from anxiety medication that I, I was uh-huh. already on. That kind of helped clear the fog, uh-huh. I think, but I still felt pretty yeah. poorly. So after, and then I started putting things in place. Mm-hmm. We hired somebody to help after we had baby. Yeah. I enlisted my mom. Right. I started doing meditation. Gratefulness mm-hmm. work helped me immensely. Gratitude is so important. Oh my gosh. It mm-hmm. was life-changing for me. Yeah. Like just waking up and writing down three things that I was grateful for was really pivotal. And then once I had Elise, mm-hmm. I felt like a new woman. Yeah. And I had put things in place and then I had the support group mm-hmm. and you ladies from Ops yeah. were bringing me meals yeah. and checking in on me. Mm-hmm. I had found a tribe mm-hmm. that I needed so desperately with Claire and yeah. before. And I started to recognize what I was going through, through counseling and mm-hmm. all the things and how it wasn't unusual and that I yeah. wasn't a terrible person. And some of that guilt started to subside. Yep. Yeah, I think yes. I think what you described is is such an important thing to understand is walking back into health is a holistic approach. It's not just medication, it's not just counseling, it's right. not just talking to a friend. It's putting in a support system, understanding where you need help and being honest enough to ask for it. Yeah. And and putting that in place. It's such it's such a valuable thing that we as mothers sometimes really struggle with. Because it feels like we're admitting weakness, when in reality, we're admitting humanity. And we're all broken people living in a broken world. And you don't want to tell people that you're feeling that way when you have this beautiful little creature sitting in your lap. Yeah. You feel... It adds to the guilt. Guilty. Mm -hmm. Guilty is like, was my go-to... It still is emotion. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to work through and to change. So a lot of that did a lot of like cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh Just changing the way you think and trying to rework some of those wires in your brain. It is, which takes a lot of time. It It doesn't happen overnight you've no. thought one way for such a long time that it takes doing it again and doing it again it and is. doing it again it to is become teaching an old dog new tricks absolutely sure. <laughs> absolutely so during that that season of really struggle of dark for you what were things that felt like this this is tipping me over oh my gosh when um my husband would get frustrated mm-hmm. you know just out of like i don't know what to do and i can't then then it would just intensify yeah, it would multiply how poorly I felt. So when he would say, I can't, I just, I can't take these hours off work to be here or whatever. I, I understood logically and rationally. I knew what right. I was asking him was a lot, but that was really, really hard for yeah. me. Not exercising, mm-hmm. like not taking care of myself, yeah. not eating well, mm-hmm. all these things made it worse. Yeah. Sad movies. Oh my goodness. Dreary days. <laughs> That's funny. Like waking up. <laughs> Just, that's, that's, the, I was so hypersensitive to, to so many things. So it was really hard. Uh-huh. But I remember at Claire's 
birthday party, I was pregnant with Elise. And I just remember standing in the living room with, and my mom was there because we were having a party for her. And mm-hmm. I mean, I just bawled. I just said, I can't. Yeah. I can't see through this. Yeah. I can't get, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. We went to Hawaii. I was five months pregnant with Elise. And uh-huh. I just remember walking down the beach and we had my mom there with us. Right. And it was just this gorgeous place. And I had moments of like beauty and clarity. Uh-huh. On that trip, you know, mm-hmm. like paddleboarding with my mom in Hawaii, like these amazing moments, but right. they they did feel dampened or like muted, almost yes. the colors taken away. And you just, I remember mm-hmm. just sitting there on the beach, like, why do I feel? This? Yeah, you, you ask yourself why so many times mm-hmm. before you're finally like, okay, why doesn't matter right now? Right, what matters is what I do. But the wheels in motion. Right. So letting people know that I needed help, and my psychiatrist was amazing because right before we had Elise, we kind of put a little plan in place. She asked John to come into the office, and she was really open and honest with him about here's things to look for, realistic expectations, and setting yes. parameters. Yep. If, and she told him flat out, like there was no kidding. She said, if she starts hoarding the baby in a way to where like she's a nervous wreck if anybody else holds the baby if she tells you she's having thoughts of hurting the baby right if she won't touch the baby yeah like these are things to look for look for these signs of like love that and so and john is so just mature and (laughs) all the things i think that probably would have scared most men but he was just kind of like matter of a fact yes this is helpful way to be prepared right that is incredible i Going back to something you mentioned earlier that, that, that I want to touch on just real quick, you had mentioned that you started medication and that mm-hmm. it took you, at least took you out of the fog. Mm-hmm. And what I want to say about that is as far as medication, people kind of give it a very bad rap of like, ooh, anxiety medication. Mm, I don't yeah. need to be on that. But what that can do for you is it can take that edge off of the anxiety and the panic attacks because that's one of the things I really struggled with was panic attacks. It gave me a point where I could at least sit and be able to do that deeper work because I wasn't in a constant space of panic. And so it may not be something that you have to be on forever, but it might give you at least enough breathing room to be able to do that deeper work of what's actually going on. Yes. That deeper work. Very much so. And I remember asking my psychiatrist after I had had a lease and all the things, and I was like, can I start tapering off this? And she was like, why? (laughs) And I was like, well, I don't really know. She's like, do you feel great? I'm like, I feel fantastic. Yeah. She's like, let's just, she goes, your body is still fully needs two years, really. She goes, just give yourself. And then I got pregnant with Jack. I was like, I'm not. (laughs) That's funny. I'll never be off. I was kind of like, why do I, like, why? You take, you know, I have thyroid, low functioning thyroid. I Uh take medication for that. I'm not going to go to my doctor and say, can I stop this now? Like, I feel like I've done enough. Funny. No, I'm I'm in a very good place with it. That's so funny. Okay. So for the mom that's sitting there listening to this, who might still be in that space of, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know how to ask for help. What are tips or encouragements, thing that, things that you can say to that mama, help her. Yeah. So the uh, most powerful thing that I was told when I was going through it was to give myself grace, mm-hmm. which I feel like every mama and mops told me that. Yeah. And my counselor told me that, my therapist, just give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. Give yourself the time to adjust to be not okay. Mm-hmm. And every day try and put one small thing in place, Mm -hmm. one foot in front of the other. And if you can't give yourself grace, right? 
But that seriously might be showering that day. Yes. It might be making a healthy meal. Mm -hmm. It might be picking up the phone and leaving a message for a counselor. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's one of the worst things you can do to somebody when they're feeling depressed, anxious, overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. hopeless, all the things is put pressure on them because everything feels 10 times more difficult than it does when you're not depressed. So just one tiny little thing Mm -hmm. at a time and it's okay. Other people are going through it. There's other people out there that want to help. Mm -hmm. There's mom's group, whether it's online or in person, right? Find your local play date mom's group. Those moms are there because they either struggled with this Mm -hmm. or they need a community as well. Absolutely. And at the heart of all of us, we are innately designed for connection for belonging. And when you get into that space, especially, you know, the first 12 weeks where you're supposed to stay home with them, you know, you just add to that isolation. It adds to that stress. Mm-hmm. I hundred percent agree with you seeking out support, whether it's through community, whether it's through friends, whether it's through family, but just taking those steps of building that system is so important. It really is. I have loved this conversation. I think You've said such beautiful things to really just help encourage women to start taking those first steps into health. But let's switch gears just a little bit and tell us how did you even become inspired to start your own boutique? Oh my gosh. Oh, I I was in case management before a long time ago and I I was not I was not very good at it. Oh, funny. <laughs> I was not very good at like the 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 document side of it and the progress report side of it and the for, and all the things. All the ugly paperwork side. Right, <laughs> yes. And I found it really hard to keep up with and I found some of the cases that I was managing emotionally kind of exhausting and it just it was not a fit for me. Mm-hmm. I cared very much about the clients but the overall thing yeah. So Anyways, I became a stay-at-home mom for five years, Uh but while I was a stay-at-home mom, I always had a desire to do something more creative. Right. Always. So I've always dabbled in like any kind of creative thing I can get my hands on, whether it's like painting or pottery or whatever, refinishing some furniture here and there. So what I originally wanted to do was start a small bakery or cafe, uh-huh. but I have three small children uh-huh. and that doesn't lend <laughs> to bakery hours, bakery demands. Sure doesn't. No. And the holidays are when you're super busy with a bakery. Uh-huh. So it was just not realistic. I got more and more into the idea of doing a woman's collective mm-hmm. where I started the space where other women that craft that... Mm-hmm. have products that they want to share yeah um and 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 share what they have with the rest of the community yeah and a place that made people feel good and kind of bringing the joy back to shopping mm-hmm. so what started with this none of these few ideas just gradually kept starting to like snowball and roll into this like well, yeah what if we had a shop where you could also get like a coffee a mm-hmm. good coffee and a cookie on the weekend or something. Yeah. And you could get personal dialing yeah. when you come into a store and you can get that connection right. that you're so missing when you go to like Target or any other place. Uh-huh. Because you're choosing to come here and spend your money here. We want you to have the best experience mm-hmm. you can possibly have. And it be a place that you can just come and have coffee and 
And just be. And just be. And just feel good. I love it. So, yeah, the fact that we took old farmhouse that was built in 1890 and renovated it. Uh-huh. And it has barn on the party was not so really in my vision, but it, it became my my passion. Yeah. And a, a labor of love. So Such a cool space. Yeah. yeah thank you. Okay. So Share. for the mama, the other mama that's sitting there and has this aspiration to start something her, of her own. What what would you say to her to realize that motherhood is a role, but it doesn't have to be everything in all? Yes. We have other roles that we can fulfill as well. I'm a much better mother, and I know that that sounds very cliche. Like other people say, oh, you have to fill your cup first mm-hmm. before you can make blah, blah, blah. But it is so true. Mm-hmm. It is so true. I am up in the morning, and I am ready to get my kids dressed to start their day. Yep. I am just bounding out of bed, looking forward to my day. So because of that, it bleeds into... yeah my children and Mm -hmm. how they start their morning. You know, so we're up, we're early, we have time to go to McDonald's and get cinnamon rolls, which they love. Take the risk and just do it and just start somewhere. Yeah. What I like to tell people and what I've truly kind of come to believe myself is that there is no real failure. Lessons learned. Yeah. And sometimes you learn what you should do and sometimes you learn what you shouldn't do. But it's all about moving forward. There have been numerous tiny failures along the way, but the amount of people that have supported me and lifted me up along this journey far outweighs the failures. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have just, I've had really good teachers. My husband, Londi, she has, yeah. I mean, she's kind of had blind faith in me from the beginning. Like, yep, whatever you're doing, I'm in, let's do it. And she has showed me the ropes. She has. That's awesome. Yeah. She has introduced me to a world of styling and fashion and that I really needed to tap into yeah. and be aware of to do this. Yeah. So I'm, I, I always felt like I'm in very good hands mm-hmm. with the people around me. So I think that that's really important is to find other people that are like-minded that want to support you mm-hmm. and want to be a part of it. Yeah. And you make really good friendships along the way too. Absolutely. If people are listening to this and they mm-hmm. want to find you, they want to find your boutique, what are the best ways to find you? So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hazel and Blues Boutique, mm-hmm. all spelled out. Um, you can email us at hazelandbluesboutique at gmail.com, just all spelled out, the colors. You can find us at 890 Knost Road. We're in Cottleville, 63376. Um, yeah. So Perfect. We are, we are here. We are a brick and mortar. We are not online yet. We don't do e-commerce, but we're open um, Tuesday through Sunday. We are closed on Mondays. Um, Fridays, we're open a little bit later until 6 p.m. Gotcha. And you can come in and get personal styling, coffee. We have candles. We have soaps. All women-owned. So it's all women-owned. We have artists. It's just a great place. Awesome. And I will get all of that in the show notes so it's super easy to find all the information that you just said so people Perfect. can find you. Let's finish up with my last favorite question. What is your favorite form of self-care? Oh, gosh. <laughs> and this is one that I read and I was like, I really need to think about that one. Uh-huh. I would have said a long time ago that it was exercise, but uh-huh. I recently endured an <laughs> injury that's kind of prevented me. Oh, no. So you've had to learn other <laughs> forms of self-care. Right now, I would say my favorite form of self-care is working and being at the shop. But that's funny. Really, I would say that it's it's probably downtime with my family right now uh-huh. because it's it's few and far between. So yeah. it, my favorite form of self-care 
really kind of changes over time. But right now, it's those moments where I come home in the evening and Jack, my two-year-old, who's mm-hmm. wild, will sit on my lap and watch Paw Patrol. Uh-huh. Or my husband and I get to go to dinner together. Yeah. Or my girls and I get to decorate the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Right now, that's my favorite form. If your favorite form of self-care is not hanging out with your family, do not feel bad because it was not <laughs> mine for a very long time. That's Don't so feel guilty. Funny. It's okay. If it's- but, but what an excellent point you make that it's okay for it to shift and change just because... Yes. Doing your hair for a season is what filled your cup. That doesn't mean it has to be the only thing that fills or the be-all, end-all of filling cup. It can shift and change as you shift and change. Yeah, absolutely. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing with us. I can't wait for people to listen. Guys, thank you so much for listening in today. Have a great day.